LinkedIn just another social media channel that I should tackle, or is it the social media channel I've left untapped? Welcome to the Masters in Travel podcast. I'm Whitney, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets and The Hive. This is a podcast for us, by us, where we have deep conversations with honest answers. Nothing is off limits here. Thank you for being here, and let's dive in. LinkedIn. Why use it? Who should use it? Will it really help me move the needle in my business toward my goals? Here with me today to dive into all things LinkedIn is Jen Lee, VP of Industry Engagement and Support for Travel Planners International. Jen, it's so good to have you back so soon. I know. I'm so excited (laughs) because we have many things that we can talk about. But when Whitney and I, when we discussed this a little while back, you you said to me at that time, you kind of revealed that you've been thinking about LinkedIn and wasn't sure, right? Which is, it's so random because I think if you would have said LinkedIn to me six months ago, a year ago, three years ago, I would have been like, LinkedIn, shrinkedin. Like I've, I've, you know, I'm already ignoring Facebook. I already do Instagram super terribly. Like, do I really need another one of these? Like that would have been my reaction. But like in the last two months I've started, it's like come more top of mind. Um, So you saying LinkedIn, it was actually just like perfect timing. Perfect timing. We always seem to be synergistic that way. You know, what's the, sorry to interrupt you. What's the average reaction when you come in with a presentation on LinkedIn? Is it similar to mine of like, oh, another one or... Do people yeah. already know a little bit about it and you help them perfect it? Like, what are you seeing in the industry in terms of travel advisors thinking about LinkedIn? So I think most travel advisors that I talk to have a, a couple of preconceived notions. One, they think LinkedIn is like this um, outdated, but still very robust Rolodex, right? And it's just used as a Rolodex. And I think that's a lot of people's impressions of LinkedIn. Um, over the years, LinkedIn has actually become the social media platform for grownups, like with grown-up, mature, business-minded conversations. And kind okay. of, we all want to just have that when we're in our business mode. We don't necessarily need to see the dancing pandas and the funny cat videos to help us build our business. And yes, Instagram <laughs> is fantastic because it's beautiful pictures and people that go to Instagram are looking for those gorgeous curated pictures and stories. And Facebook is still doing a good job with connecting folks and having conversations. But LinkedIn is kind of like the grown-ups version of this. And as I dove more and more into it, I found a lot of shocking statistics, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I kind of narrowed it down to like, you know, four things that you can do with LinkedIn in just one social media channel that you can't do with these individual channels the same way. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's a perfect avenue for you to really build your brand, the brand of your expertise, the brand of your business, who you serve, how you want to serve them. It's also a great place for you to build your prospect database to find new eyeballs on you. It's also a perfect place to build relationships. And there's relationships are a variety of different types of relationships with potential collaborators. If anybody, I mean, I know we talked about reviews on our last podcast together. I think we're going to do one on referrals not too long from now, but collaborators, how do you find those perfect collaborators? How do you find, how do you build a relationship with industry folks that you want to build a relationship with? We used to just think it was Facebook or face-to-face in reality, 
those that really have that higher level business mindset are hanging out on LinkedIn as well. And then also helping you build your content library and learning, right? Building your knowledge base, not necessarily just on partners, but also on business. So um, yeah, there's a lot to it. Boy, is that enough? So I mean, that's, that's a lot. So one that jumped out to me was the first thing you said, cause I, that's not something I necessarily had thought about with LinkedIn before is using LinkedIn to build your brand. Mm-hmm. So how, how, how does it look different to try to build your brand on LinkedIn versus building your brand on Facebook or Instagram, for example? Well, if you look at it, LinkedIn gives you a lot more right there on the dashboard opportunities to show off who you are as a brand. If we look at it, and I did a whole webinar on this, and hopefully maybe we can share this either this PowerPoint presentation or the webinar, but even nailing your basics, your professional banner, your headshot, your contact information is more robust. LinkedIn gives you a fast way for a really relevant and sharp headline. You've got a depth of about us. It's not about just what you're currently doing, what brought you here, your story, your work experience, your skills. You can have a skill set up to five different skill sets. People can leave reviews about that skill set on there. So it's a mm-hmm. more robust version building your brand. Also, when you're building your brand, you're building it because you're attaching it sometimes to other folks, right? So commenting and sharing and utilizing the right hashtags and tagging the right people. Yes, we do that in Facebook and Instagram, but on LinkedIn, it comes across differently comes across. Sure. A more professional sure. version. Of it. Yeah. Okay. So for people who have never considered LinkedIn to even be something that they invest in, which is 100% me, I I have the picture on my LinkedIn profile until about a week ago was mm-hmm. taken in 2017. Mm-hmm. Oh, heaven. And oh. It sti- oh, girl. Still look, to be fair, it still looks like me. I haven't like changed like a lot or anything, but like, I know that it's old. So it feels weird to go there and look at it, but like nothing about my current businesses are on there. Like it's all like my past professional, like when I worked in the hotel and stuff. So it's very, very, very outdated, not kept up, not at all. And you could tell that by just landing on it for two seconds. It, this is not a platform that I have invested any energy into whatsoever. And now I feel like it's a huge opportunity, but my question for you is, There are so many marketing strategies that travel advisors can consider. And I feel like we are often being pulled in so many different directions. Do we need a newsletter? Do we need to focus on Instagram? Do we need a lead magnet? Do we need to update our website? Do we, you know, like, do we need PR? Like there's just so many different things that you can do. So if LinkedIn is the thing that we... I almost need to ask it backwards. What type of goals can we identify that like, okay, this is my goal. Therefore, LinkedIn is a strategy that might help me do that. Like if we're working backwards, because I'm really, really focusing this year and especially inside the advisor accelerator that we're not just setting high revenue goals or setting like grow my book of business or setting these goals that we don't have control over, but we really have to hone it down into what is the action that I am in control of that I can do that is going to specifically move that needle. Cause I can do other things over here that are like good, but they're not moving that needle that I'm trying to move. 
Right. No, that's a great way. So let's think of it like this. Anybody who is looking to dive deeper into group travel would benefit from LinkedIn because of the collaborations and collaborators that you can find within LinkedIn. Anyone who is looking to add new eyeballs onto their brand that they don't know currently. Right. So in that sales funnel, the top of the sales funnel, the widest part of the upside down triangle is I need to get a lot of eyeballs on me. Well, LinkedIn is a great place to get eyeballs on you with somebody who's not already in your email database, someone who is not on your Facebook or Facebook or Instagram, people who are connections of other connections, you're going to see mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. So group travel, mm -hmm. folks that want to add additional um, eyeballs into their email database, those that are maybe possibly wanting to have a deeper connection with, um, you know, unique brands, you know, getting to know, instead of waiting till you have to go to a webinar, which is a one-way conversation, or going to an event, and yes, you can call your BDM, but, you know, what if you want to talk to the marketing person at Colette? You can find that person on LinkedIn. Somebody, if you want to go deeper into your partner relationships. And then I would also say building your content library to make you stand out as the professional. Instead of you having to create all the content, how about being motivated by some of the content you're seeing on LinkedIn that's not on Instagram and Facebook already, right? So an example of that would be, you know, if you are getting really into solo travel. So let's just say your brand is you really want to dive into more solo travel. You want to put together a group with a bunch of solo travelers who don't know one another, right? The, the, the messaging, um, you have to ask yourself, who is it that's going to be attracted to that solo travel mentality? Who is that solo travel mentality person? Where do they hang out? Well, and who are they? If they are professionals and, you know, older professionals or maybe even super young professionals that are out there that like to experience the world, but don't want to do it by themselves per se, but only have themselves to travel with, then I, if I were an agency owner and advisor, I would be looking for content that's already out there on LinkedIn about that busy professional that's trying to get away themselves or what, what, you know, what do you do to meditate or what are some of the other pieces of content that a solo traveler minded person would be interested in reading? And they go to LinkedIn to read. Folks go to LinkedIn to read. They're very proactive in what they want to ingest information. It's not served up to them necessarily. They, it's, it's a stronger place to find the information that you want to adjust, ingest. It's kind of like a really great library. So Does in terms of content library specifically, are travel advisors finding content that matches their brand and the, the type of message that they're trying to share? And then they're sharing that article along with their own little you know, few sentences about why that connects to their brand and something. Is that what's happening? Is that the, the experience? Not even what connects to their company brand. It's what's connecting to their personal brand. So remember, people buy from people. They don't buy from companies. They buy from people. And the way we buy first by emotionally connecting with somebody. Best way to emotionally connect or the fastest way I should say to emotionally connect is that you're saying something that I agree with, right? Or that I... I say, oh, she gets me. She understands me, right? And so it's not about what are the places and trips and things that I want to post that person may be interested in. It's really kind of going at a higher level. I'm the type of person that you want to connect with. And oh, by the way, okay. as I, because we get along on this level, we're in that same sphere right. level, you're already providing me content 
now you seem to be the perfect person to curate that experience for me. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So it could be, I like to use it as I look for really great content that would appeal to someone who thinks the same way I do at TPI, entrepreneurial minded, you know, hard charging. I don't like the word life balance. I think that's just a lie to everybody tries to tell themselves. It's like, those are the types of things that if I posted that somebody who's finding me because of the same hashtag or because I tag somebody would go, oh, she gets me. See what I mean? It's a more grown so, approach. It's not about you. It's about building your brand, showing off your brand, your personal brand to them. Okay. This is interesting. It's not necessarily like the approach that I would naturally take. So it's like, I would think that if I wanted to connect with like-minded people on LinkedIn who didn't already know me, that might be about how I like to travel. Yeah. Because because if, if I'm sharing. Yeah. But before you learned how to travel, before you learned how to travel, right? What else do you have in common with your perfect client? Yeah, I don't know. I okay. Mean, what else are they interested in? We had this discussion before. What else are they listening to? What else are they reading? What else are they interested in? Because this is, yeah. this, like I said, this is kind of like, I know we're talking very high level and it seems overwhelming, but we got to get everybody in the mindset that LinkedIn is not about pushing out your information. LinkedIn is about building, right? So it gives you that Rolodex to build relationships, but it also gives you an easy place to share content and show your personal brand, who you are personally, or what your business is from a brand standpoint. So if we think about like what I'm listening to, it's funny that you mentioned that because we just updated the cover of Masters in Travel. So when you look in Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, like it looks different now. So I took a little screen share and few people commented on like, hey, cool new cover. And more people commented on, I like seeing your podcast feed. They like seeing the other stuff that I listen to, which is Pivot, which is like a news and tech type of twice a week podcast. Mm -hmm. And then Smartless, which is just a funny podcast with, you know, famous people interviewing famous people. And that is what people connected about as they were like, oh, I really love that podcast. Right. (laughs) Which I, which I, which I think is fine, but I'm struggling to see the connection of like, hey, you and I like to listen to the same podcast. How does the connection then come to you would probably be good to plan my trip? Because I don't, my brain doesn't necessarily go there. Well, your brain actually does go there, but you just don't realize it. So what happens is when you've seen something that somebody posts that you're like, oh my gosh, she totally believes the same way I believe. Then you're going to, but I don't know who she is. Then you're going to click. And you're going to say, who is this person? Do I want to connect with them? They're a second, because you can clearly see this is a second connection to 16 other people, you know, or one other person. Oh, you're friends with Kareen? Well, then I'm going to click. And that's where those nailing the basics, the headshot, the headline, the about, the skills, that's where you're showing who you really are. But they're never going to be interested in who you are until they're interested in who you are, right? So from there, now they're going to see your feed. If your about is really worded well, I, you know, I own a travel agency or I'm the founder of somewhere we work with da, 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 and we curate this. And then that strong, easy call to action connect. Let's connect. 
that's where you get the new eyeball on there. And now, now they like what you're posting and you're reposting other people's things or commenting on it. And that's how you build, build that. So it's like the random personal connection. We have something in common is like when you see someone walk in a room and from afar, you can like get a vibe on somebody. Right. But then they click through to your profile and they see the headline and the about and the connections and like, that's the handshake. And right. the actual first conversation. And they went to Florida State University. Oh my God, so did I, or my brother did. What year did they graduate? Now you're talking about that. Then it was like, oh, you used to work for Marriott in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh my God, I used to work for Marriott. I wonder. So you have so much more opportunity within your LinkedIn profile to make those natural connections. You know, mm-hmm. you naturally just kind of scroll through and how long have they been doing this and what they do before? And then that's another thing. You know, if you've got your work experience on there from the things that you did before, I would rewrite what that experience is and make sure that it's highlighting how you're a kick butt, how this positioned you to be a kick butt travel agency owner, an entrepreneur, someone who is curious about the world, attention to detail. Like think of all those things that we're looking for and and a fabulous travel advisor, an agency agency owner. And then how can you rewrite your work experience to kind of show, see, I've been working my way up to this. All these right. things led to this. Right. Okay. So the next question top of mind is like, when we talk about anything marketing, we always talk about who is your ideal client profile? Like who are they? Where are they? And which social media channel is going to tap into them? So all of this sounds fabulous. I think that there are a lot of advisors who are listening and thinking, well, I want to get into group travel. I want to build connections with you know my supplier partners. And I want to find new potential clients that are within two degrees of separation and might be interested to work with me. So who is actually on LinkedIn and what is that age and demographic and what is that client profile to make sure that that also matches up with what each advisor's business is catered toward? Sure. Excuse me. I have a horrible cough. I keep muting myself though. Well, believe it or not, 60% of those on LinkedIn in today's world are in the age group of 25 to 34. 60% of the active users on LinkedIn are in that millennial or the age 25 to 34. This was a statistic that came out from Hootsuite from 2023 from earlier this year. So it's pretty relevant. And why are they on there? They're on there because they're beginning their professional career, right? And so connections are key, ensuring that they are keeping that up to date so that when they go to look for a new job or get a promotion, people are checking that out in the professional world. So the people that are hanging out are folks that really are more business minded. They're not, you know, you know, you've got baby boomers, but quite frankly, they're retired. They're not on LinkedIn. So if your demographic is a bunch of baby boomers, they're not, they're not hanging out on LinkedIn any longer. It's the working, the working generations, I should say, those that are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Classes, but that's wrong. But I know, I know. I was trying to come up with the word too. <laughs> so they're the ones that are on LinkedIn. And then you've also got a lot of executives, higher end executives, other entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I'm talking that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're on there as well because they're doing the same thing. They're leveraging LinkedIn to build their business, to build their brand, to make those connections. So, and then, and the thing is, is that 
now. And then LinkedIn serves up to you. Hey, you may know this person because you have a sales and marketing role or because you own a business. You may know these other people who are within one, two or three connections of you that have that same title. So you could also went to the same college that you did, have the same skill sets that you have. So LinkedIn is, is, is serving up people differently than what our other social media channels are doing. But you can't be gross so, and a stupid message that's an auto message. Hey, let's connect. I'd love to build our network together. Like, don't be stupid. <laughs> okay, so do you have a quick list of what not to do on LinkedIn? I'm sure you do. <laughs> Well, I have a long list of what not to do on LinkedIn, but one of them is any kind of auto responder. Also sending yeah. out, you know, connections without a reason. You know, people all accept a connection from somebody if they're in the travel industry because we're in the travel industry t- together. But if somebody is sending me something that says, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a life coach. Well, unless they've told me, here's the reason why I'd like to connect with you. I'm not going to accept that connection. And then right. certainly send any kind of auto response. I think you be proactive, yeah. have a game plan. I'm going to use it because I need to find a collaborator, collaborative mm-hmm. that, you know, helps scuba divers, you know, would be interested in helping scuba divers travel to Australia in a group. How can I find that person on LinkedIn? Who are the right collaborators? Mm-hmm. So 18 to 24, the age group of like, these are the the generation like entering the professional workforce. I would say that's a lot of honeymooners, but that's a pretty young, or 25 to 34, 60%, yeah, 25, 25 to, 30, to 34. Okay. 34 okay. Is so it, that's, those that's are kind of honeymooners, pre-baby kind of generation, which I think is a good, good client. Like I've definitely got a solid handful of those clients. And then the 35 to 54 is even bigger. And so if your ideal client is within those two age ranges, then LinkedIn. Yeah. And it could be a really good option. Speaking to those folks, but you're also trying to attract multi-gen, right? Maybe you're trying to attract, you want to have a connection with them so that when you're posting things, it's not just about them, but it's about things they're interested in. You know, you start when you get older, I'm, I'm 58 years old. I know I look good, but I'm 58 years old. I'm old. So things that are important to me right now um, that I would be connecting with outside of my business are things about we're part of that taking care of elderly parents. How do you, you're an executive and, you know, your parents are now at that age where you have to take care of them. I would be interested in an article that talks about how do you communicate amongst your siblings when things get tough, right? I'm going to connect with that. Now, why would a travel agency owner post something like that? Well, maybe because as we work with multiple multi-generational families, or as we start curating experiences for sometimes the very last cruise the family is going to go on together, here's some of the things that, you know, we find important. So you have to tell that story as to why you're posting that. Like, why is that important? So that 25 to 34 year old, yeah, their parents aren't getting that old just yet, but what's important to them right now? When do you start having babies? You know, as a travel, you know, at our travel agency, you know, that baby moon is a big deal, uh, but we're also hearing families say they still want to travel afterwards. Here are the four things that right. we think. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. It doesn't like come supernaturally to me, but like when you explain it, I can, I can get on board. (laughs) Well, that's because you've always been, and not just you, Whitney, what I find is (laughs) 
I find that we think about how can we get our information out in a way that tells them who yeah. we are and motivates them to call us. In a and reality- where does that come from? Like, why do so many people, like, why is the knee-jerk reaction of like, well, I have to tell them about me and what I do and about my business and why they should work with me when that doesn't work on us? Correct. So why as business owners are we like automatically going to like, well, this is what I should do, but when that's not actually effective, where is that coming from? I think it comes from a need for faster gratification of a response. And it's easier for sure. us, easier for us to say, Hey, who wants to go to Hawaii or even make it even fancier? Hawaii is the number one baby moon destination or honeymoon making it up. Right. But it's easier for us to do that because we've read it somewhere. We understand it. We want to put it out there. What LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to do is have that, that deeper relationship, which could literally, if you, if you turned on one person, maybe she's in charge of HR or an HR professional at a, you know, multi-million dollar organization and you part, you post something about, Hey, here's a new trend where companies, instead of giving more time, you know, instead of bonuses, they're, they're gifting trips to their, to their employees. You know, here's what we hear HR professionals say about what's really important in today's um, economy, in today's world, employee economy, I should say. So, mm-hmm. you know, that person's going to read it and go, yes, that's exactly what, and then they're going to click and then they're going to know what you do and they're going to see the whole thing. Now you, you do have to have some direction. You have to like understand who is it that I'm trying to attract and what's important to them besides what I have to say about me. Maybe that's what you've got mm-hmm. to answer. Who am I mm-hmm. trying to attract on this next phase, clients or collaborators? Yeah or whatever. Who am I trying to track? What else is important to them besides what I want to tell them about me? And then kind of write that down. What else is, what else is happening in their lives that you can add Mm -hmm. that, uh, that connection point to you get Mm -hmm. that. All we do is like, God, that person gets me. It's so, it's so true. And I, it's almost like, I'm just kind of like kicking myself for not connecting these dots on my own because on my Instagram recently. So on masters and travel, I shared like the podcast thing and that's what got all the engagement and all the people responding. And then on my personal, I shared a post that my friend had shared that was something about like how to know if you're an extroverted introvert. And it was like six slides that I was like, they know me so well. How do they know me? Like that everybody thinks you're an extrovert, but you're absolutely not. And you know, like just all these things. And I had like 10 people some close friends and some people I would consider acquaintances responding to that because they were like, Oh my God, that's me too. Um, and so you're right. It's just people want to connect with people first, regardless of what it's about. It doesn't matter that I'm a travel advisor sharing things about being introverted or extroverted on Instagram, but that's how they connected with me. That's what got them to send me a DM. Yeah. It's kind of like when you go to a dinner with a bunch of um, strangers, you're all there one reason so-and-so invited you to the dinner, right? Maybe you're at an event or whatever. I always ask questions. All right, let's get to know each other. I don't want to know about how long they've been in business. If we're in the travel industry, I say things like, what was the poster on your wall when you were 13 years old? And the reason I say <laughs> because everybody had a poster, well, maybe Leo you know, DiCaprio and NSYNC. Exactly. Everybody knows the answer. <laughs> they like instantly get who that person was when they were. Yep. 
which is like, and then there's a connection. Like mine was totally Donny Osmond and then Leif Garrett. When I felt like I was like all grown up at 13, he was the sexy one. You know, Donny was the cute one. <laughs> and I had Leif Garrett as the sexy one. When you do that, <laughs> it opens up a conversation about my mom didn't let me put posters on the wall. And what was, did you have the little boy? You just start real conversations around it. Well, those are still the people that you want to connect with. You're just showing them that in a professional business kind of, in an environment where they're not used to, and nor would they respond to who wants to go to Hawaii. That's not going to be, it's going to be, hey, just listen to a podcast from the Hawaii Tourism Board about Maui and the best way to help. You know, as somebody in the travel industry who cares about our world, you know, this is a, a nonprofit that I found helpful. How have you helped Maui? Right. That's, that's, they're going to respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. There was something I was going to ask and now I lost it. Shoot. Oh, 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 got it. <laughs> Would the strategy on LinkedIn differ or would your advice differ if you were talking to someone who's brand new and just trying to build their book of business for the first time, as opposed to someone like me, I'm eight years in, I have built a repeat and referral rate that I am so, so, so proud of. And now I have a full-time assistant, which means I have more capacity. I want to increase my volume, which means I need, I need fresh blood. I need new clients and I need to expand that book of business. Like I never really have before, which is why LinkedIn has been top of mind for me. So would the advice or the a guidance that you would share differ if it was someone brand new versus someone like me years in and now trying to do like this kind of second expansion, let's say? I would say, yes, it's different only because you're in different phases. So for the advisor that's brand new that just launched their agency, I would be talking and and I knew you have to understand who is it that you're trying to attract, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe that new advisor, it's, you know, after 20 years working for the man or working in the corporate world, I've launched my own business and, you know, I'm excited to work with other really busy professionals. I don't have time to curate the perfect experience. So if their perfect person is that busy executive or that busy manager, that busy person that wants really cure, you know, curated experience or, you know, things that are, they don't have to do the work, right? Like they don't want to do the work. I would always probably put in there. I remember when I had, when I worked for corporate America, I didn't get a chance to do this. And then I would post things about, you know, five ways to ensure you're disconnecting during your vacation. I would post things that are appealing to the person, but use my story as I realize there's a big need out there in Iowa for folks to, you know, get out and see some sunshine. I'm making it up. I, I don't know what Iowans want. You live there. I do not. So right, you live in Iowa, right? I, <laughs> I do. I do. Okay, I don't know what the heck you people want, but you know, you can say... <laughs> So more of the Florida sunshine is what we want. (laughs) Right. So it's twofold. One, I would be posting things like that and definitely finding hashtags and other groups to be part of. Number one. Number two, I would be reaching out to the folks that are already in my LinkedIn to announce you've done this. Here's some of the, and then as you go through your contacts, you're new, right? So you're not busy, you know, booking vacations or curating travel or creating um, itineraries. Go through and say, you know, out of my previous work, 
you know, pick one of those companies. Who are all these people? And then I would send a private message to them and say, hey, I didn't know if you saw, I see that you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. Wanted to let you know I've launched a travel agency. You know, if your company is ever looking for something, like have a customized message and spend time. Do five a day. Just reach out to five people a day on LinkedIn. Just reach out to five. You know, do 10 if you can, if you've got that time, but don't overthink it. Just reach out to five people, have an idea of who you want to connect with next and why. And then if I were new to the industry or I was ready to grow, I would be looking for who's in my database that is a connection with a potential collaborator. And when I say collaborator, I mean, you know, if you know that you want to do something in Germany, you know, I always tell our advisors, you know, when it comes to groups, don't overthink it. Where do you want to go? Like, what gets you excited? Where do you want to go next? And then what time of year do you want to go in? And then how do you want to experience it? Do you want to experience it on land or on sea? All right. And then, you know, what time of year? Great. Go. Now you've put yourself come with me type group. Now you go in and say, okay, this is to go to Germany and we want to, you know, learn how to make a cuckoo clock, whatever. Who do I have in my database and LinkedIn that may be connected with a potential collaborator? that I can reach out to. So it's a higher level, a more, I don't want to use the word intellectual, but. Um, Sophisticated. Um, yeah. It's more, it's a more proactive, thoughtful approach versus. So versus is just, this, is this really LinkedIn versus Facebook versus Instagram or is it no Facebook is still great. It's just a totally different approach. Yes. I think. If I were an advisor, and I tell our advisors this all the time, you're either an Instagram person or a Facebook person at this point. One will feed the other for sure. But Instagram is for those that love the pretty pictures and the videos. Facebook is for people who want to have a conversation of some sort and want to be part of a conversation. Instagram is not for conversations. Instagram is for visual. Facebook is more for some sort of conversation, polls, groups, insights, blah, blah, blah. LinkedIn is more of that proactive, thoughtful approach. It's a perfect social media place for you to do that, right? It's it's perfect for you to be able to build your brand, show your expertise, how you've built up to everything leads you to today, building those relationships. I mean, one time I had an issue with a partner and I didn't have the new president's name. So I went to LinkedIn and I sent him a message. Now he sees I'm a VP of a very large host agency he responds to me via LinkedIn. We communicate via LinkedIn and I got my problem solved right away. Now, I wouldn't do that all the time, but because I showed, I came via LinkedIn, it was a different approach versus sending one of the 275,000 emails this poor fellow probably had in a 30-day time frame. So you're describing the differences, like Instagram is for the photo and the visuals. Facebook is for people who want to be a part of a conversation. LinkedIn is a more kind of intellectual or sophisticated conversation. Are we deciding what we personally want or are we deciding what we think where our potential clients are and what they want? I would say I would decide based on what type of marketing effort I want to put in and what that looks like. If it's easy for me to just document my journey in photos and add videos and that's what brings me joy and it's bringing you clients, Keep on keeping on. But if it's, I'm ready to go to another level, I want to start in groups, I want to start doing other things, then LinkedIn is something for you to take a look at. There's a lot more power in LinkedIn for mm-hmm. the right purpose. 
And even if you don't keep your LinkedIn super robust, I love going to LinkedIn for new content. Content that's not already on Facebook and Instagram. Content mm-hmm. that allows me to show that I'm smart and that I think besides just the travel industry, right? And in my role, my job is not to attract consumers. My job is to educate the industry, right? To continue to elevate the industry through education. So I would be looking just like if I wanted to be on other podcasts, Whitney, I would be looking for podcasts that are not just about travel, but I'd be looking for podcasts that are about entrepreneurialism, about marketing. And I'd want to be a guest on that, or I would share that because that helps our travel advisor community out there. Mm-hmm. It's so inbred, our industry it can become so very inbred. And the yeah. only way that we're going to be able to position the your generation, right, of advisors that have launched eight, nine, 10 years ago, and those that are going to launch in the next eight, nine, and 10 years, is for us to think more about a robust approach. So yeah, can you get rid of the others? Absolutely. If you're making a lot of money doing it, don't, but sure you could. You could build everything through that, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think it's really interesting because like I personally prefer Instagram and I do like the photo and the video aspect, both consuming that kind of content and also creating that kind of content, but it does not bring me a lot of business. And, okay, so that's great to hear that. Sorry about that, Instagram. And do you use, (laughs) sorry about that, Instagram. And do you use that? Do you personally, as a consumer, go to Instagram to gain inspiration in other aspects of your life? Definitely. Okay. So it's possible that folks are coming to Instagram to gain inspiration about travel. And if you're landing there and you have the right call to action and you've done a good job with that, then they should be calling you. Or are you just feeding the desire to travel out there and we don't have a a faster direct connect directly back to you? Like only when you work with Whitney at Undiscovered Sunsets, would you be able to experience this, right? We curated this at our agency. So, you know, Whitney. So what I found is that Instagram really helps me stay top of mind and keep engaged with current clients. So when my, when my current clients are traveling and they're tagging me, I can like actually message back or like their posts or leave a comment and I can actually engage with them while they're traveling and, and share their content. And I love that. I also just love getting to see like, oh, these are my clients and they had a new baby. And now I get to like see that on Instagram and I get to enjoy that experience as well and kind of keep in touch with them. And I, so I do think that it helps build and maintain relationships with current clients. I don't personally receive a lot of new inquiries from Instagram. So that is client retention. That is not marketing. So marketing is that proactive, uh, what is that proactive approach to gain new eyeballs on you who don't know who you are already to get them into that marketing or sales funnel process, which is eyeballs up here, micro decisions, which put them into a, hey, I'm kind of interested in you, to you've now put them into something else like lead magnets do all the time, right? It's all yep. the those things. So that's why I think, you know, LinkedIn is one of those untapped areas for the travel agency owner out there in the travel advisor community. 
corporate travel agencies use it all the time because it's easy. Uh, That's an easy connection. I sell, yeah. I, I sign contracts with big companies, big companies and their HR people and their leisure travel people. All on LinkedIn. All on yeah. LinkedIn. Right? So that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's an opportunity, especially because the 60% of the active users are on LinkedIn. Let's think about that. 60% are on LinkedIn. That's the, that's the group at the 25 to 34 year old. That's the group that we need to show that we need to introduce to travel agencies. Right. And it kind of depends on, on who your clientele is, but some of my best clients early on were those, those couples in their early thirties that they both had their careers. Like they were both kind of six, seven, eight, nine years into their professional careers, but didn't have kids yet. And so they had disposable income and they wanted to go and they were going multiple times a year. Um, and so those, those are some of my best clients early on. Absolutely. What the end, think about it this way. Those are also the decision makers within a business entity, right? They're moving into that management level. Yep. Their boss just said they want to go to Australia. They can't find a truck. Mm-hmm. You know, they're moving up. And so they, they're in that business entity and you're there, you're showing up in an area that they're in naturally. That's actually a good point. One of the best referrals I've ever received in the history of my business, because it turned into just a little referral, you know, I don't even know system. I don't know what to call it was a millennial who referred me to his boss. There you go. I didn't know his boss. I had no connection to him, but it was the millennial who had worked with me and then connected us. So and that I, turned into a real big referral network. Yeah. So I have a, we have an advisor at TPI who was on LinkedIn and the daughter of an author, a very well-known author, can't say the name, was on LinkedIn, saw that this advisor um, focused a lot I think they posted something about, you know, how Avalon has those storytelling and Ama has those storytelling cruises, had posted something mm-hmm. about that connection. And oh. now she's doing that very well-known author's travel for her personal, cool. who's now passed uh-huh. her name to other very well-known authors yep. who book yep. their travel through her. Yep. It's but amazing. So. I can book travel for authors. Anybody know an author? But she just happened to be. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's more of, I mean, yeah. It happens more organically. It happens a lot more organically than that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's the grown up conversations that are not just about travel. It's how can I become a resource for, so I'll give you an example. I used to do our local Fox news all the time, way before I got into the travel industry. And I always talked about an entrepreneurship and small businesses and blah, blah, blah. They always called me on that. And then as soon as I got in the travel industry, they're like, can you talk about how Southwest lost all the bags? You know, they would call me on these things. I'm like, now I can. <laughs> what happened is I always took their call. And if I couldn't do it for whatever reason, they would always say, do you know anybody? Now I became a trusted resource of referral for that news station. And every so often they'll call me, do you happen to know anybody that's, a, you know, an expert in peacocks, right? And I'm like, actually, hang on a second. I think <laughs> So um, it, you become a trusted source for that, for that person on a variety of uh-huh. different things. 
but it's because it all feeds into who you serve. So I know people who have started their businesses and who would say that Instagram is a key part of their business's growth and their success. It's not me or it's not myself, but I do know people who would say that. Do you know people who have started their businesses on LinkedIn and who would attribute a lot of their growth and success to LinkedIn? No, I can't tell you off the top of my head with the exception of that one advisor that I was telling you about. But I think that's because we just don't have enough on there. And that's what yeah, gets- It's not because it doesn't work. It's super untapped. Like nobody's talking about it. To me, it's, it's, you're, kind of, yeah. You're so revolutionary, Jen. How do you, what? how do you always do it? I know. I know. Stick with me, kid. I've told you that a long time ago. Good things will happen, right? Um, <laughs> just because I think it's because we're going into, I really feel, I feel very passionate about this. You know, the agency owners and the advisors that have been in this business for 40, 50 years, boy, they held this business up through all of that. Ter- I mean, thank goodness for them. Then we have a whole group that are kind of in it for one reason or another, da, 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 and we're all over the place with a little mishmash. Then we've got, we've got, if we're going to attract the right new advisor and agency owner into this industry and the right people joining the partners, we've got to show up where they are and they are on LinkedIn. And if we show up smart and intelligently there, then we're going to attract the right type of next set of advisors, business owners, and then the consumer will see the travel agency is alive and well because we don't have brick and mortar anymore. So we have to be smart about where we're placing our information, where we're exposing our, our talents and our, yeah, our credibility. We have to be careful with that. It both helps us establish and attract the next generation of travel advisors, which is good for everybody because the more, um, professional, high quality travel advisors we have in the next generation, the more credibility, I suppose, we have as an industry. Uh, I look forward I look forward to the day that we have to stop being like, yes, we still exist. Yes. We're well, busier than ever. <laughs> funny you say that because that is like when I entered the industry, it's almost eight years ago now. When I entered the industry, I said I will not rest until the that eye rolling and yes, they're still alive stops. Like that it takes all of us. It takes all, it takes everything that you talk about on masters of travel. It takes things that other podcasts are talking about, you know, educational opportunities out there that have nothing to do with, you know, which cruise line is better over the other. This is about building a business. So I would love to see people. I'd love to see advisors and agency owners take some time and take LinkedIn seriously and try it out, you know, try it out for a little while. and, and, you know, Whitney, I think you're a perfect person to do it because you're telling me Instagram is just to keep people at your top of mind. You've got those people. So do some intelligent yep. things in the LinkedIn world. Yeah, I think as long as um, everyone is really intentional in like, A, looking at what you've accomplished in 2023, looking into those numbers, understanding what they mean, and then B, next step, like set the goals. But then the high level goals aren't enough, like increasing your average trip spend or increasing your total travel sold in a year. Like those are great, like benchmarks, but you have to dial that down all the way down to like, what are the daily and weekly actions I'm going to take that is going to move the needle and move the needle specifically related to that higher goal. And for me, I do think that it is LinkedIn establishing a robust profile 
and really starting a, developing a presence on there to connect with everyone I already know and work with, connect with more industry folks, but then also start to attract new to me connections that could be p- potential clients because I now have more capacity to work with more clients and with a greater volume. That feels like a strategy that is easier and more palatable for me personally than going to a networking event every week. Yeah. Well, this is networking. It's networking online. It is. It's just online. And it's, it's in order to even get to, oh, I think I'm going to try LinkedIn. It wasn't like a flip it suggestion or an idea that I came up with and decided I'm going to invest a whole bunch of time into it. It started by looking at my 2023 numbers, looking at what are my 2024 goals. Okay, this is really what I, what I want to do. I want to expand my book of business approximately 25%. Okay, how am I going to do that? I think LinkedIn might be something that I can try. Yeah, it's about, again, I go back to, you know, if you're looking for ways to build your brand, which means you become more important, your brand promise is is highlighted in a variety of Boy, you can't get any more detailed on what brought you to where you are today and what you're doing currently than you can with LinkedIn. Getting more eyeballs on you, you know, that call to action. Hey, if you like what we're saying here, join my email list. You can always do that. Relationships with collaborators, best place people go, ah, you know, I'd love to work with a wine store. I don't know any wine store owners. Well, go to LinkedIn for God's sakes. There's a wine store owner near you, right? Or go to (laughs) You know anybody owns a wine store? I mean, I know all the wine stores. And, you know, build your, <laughs> build your content library with content that nobody else is utilizing. Be, be, be you know, be the person that, that, oh, thank you for mentioning it. It's kind of like when I, when I did when I think about how to, you know, how do you work with, you know, difficult travel clients? Well, it's not unique to the travel industry. It's just... Difficult people are difficult people. Where do you find that content to say how you overcome that, to show your expertise in helping people go through sensitive and crucial conversations during a really highly, you know, high, high, you know, tense time like we had back in 2020, you know, you're showing that you've done the studying on that, right? You're showing that you understand what's in that article. So it's thinking beyond booking the trip. That's not what this is and getting more customers and clients. And so I'm really glad you said it the way you said it was because that that's obviously a component, but how do we build a brand and a business that, you know, will attract the right kind of people? And I've got a whole webinar where I show you exactly what to do, what to post. So if we can post that link, I'm happy to do that. Is that possible? Can you share the link Yeah, I'll to share the it. webinar and we can just put it in on our website in the show notes? Yeah, of course. Right, and then send that on over. Then I've already got like two or three more podcast ideas for you and me, kid. I don't know why I'm calling you kid. Right. I mean, I'm not, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't take offense. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Uh, thank you for always having perfect timing. LinkedIn was already a top priority on on my mind. So now it's a top, top priority. <laughs> it will be done probably in December or January. Um, I already updated my photo. So now it's a photo from like 2019. (laughs) Four years old versus the eight years that you had before. (laughs) Really don't change that much from the next. (laughs) But thank you for just kind of bringing this up. and, And I think it's something fresh and it's a different perspective. And I think that 
it's really, really valid to not just consider who our clients are and who we're targeting and and where we're targeting them, but there are more options than Facebook and Instagram. And I think for me, it feels like an Instagram plus LinkedIn strategy. I'm not necessarily just going to like forget about Instagram, but for others, it might be TikTok and Instagram. It might be Facebook and LinkedIn. Like there's just, you can combine all of these. And I really like how you just kind of broke down, well, all of these work, but you're doing different things on all of them. So make sure you know what are you doing on each one, but also what is your end goal? Because the only way that any of this works is if we are investing the time and energy required, but then we're also tracking the results from that. So if I start investing a tremendous amount of time or and or money and resources into Instagram, but after six or eight months, I'm still not seeing an uptake in new inquiries, things need to be reevaluated. But I have to track that in order to know that. And I did that. Right, and exactly. I, I stopped investing as much as I was because I wasn't, I was just continuing to engage with all the same people that I knew I wasn't attracting new. And so now I'm going to kind of shift gears and start investing more resources into LinkedIn and I will track what comes of that. And I feel confident that you'll be shocked by the positive results that you'll get as long as you do it right, Whitney. Now, if you don't do it right, I don't know what to tell you. And doing it right is watching your webinar and going through your direction step-by-step. Step. So <laughs> just saying, it's a good next step. <laughs> oh, amazing. Jen, thank you so much for joining me and for enlightening all of us into the world of LinkedIn. It's always such a pleasure. I wouldn't have done it with anybody else but you.